<laughs> Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where we look to empower and encourage real conversation amongst men everywhere by unpacking topics on self-help, philosophy, and business. Welcome to the Simple Minds episode. I'm Conrad Francis. I'm joined today by a um, impressionable bunch of young men, because they're younger than me. Um, and they're quiet. My topic, my topic today, my topic, my topic today is on um, on survival versus creation, and I'll get into the reasons why I've gone down this path um, after I introduce the drink. We're drinking um, a Pinot Noir from 2016, the Estate Vineyard uh, De Botoli Family Winemakers. Um, love a Pinot it's, Noir. It's a it's a lovely wine. It's just gone up in price, not like uh, Matt's previous shithouse wine. This has just got two two uh, gold medals. A friend of ours bought that for us. It hasn't. Uh, it hasn't but actually got you. the little label on there yes. yet because it's that new. That they haven't put the stickers on, but it's a lot better. Or did you buy this one in 2016? <coughs> they do say Pinot Noirs for the actual people that understand wines. So hopefully you guys get it. No. <laughs> I just said I, I like them. Always do. Always have. Like survival, ones as well. survival versus creation. I've been watching, actually I binged massively on um, Dr. Joe Dispenza recently. Dispenza, yeah. Um, and I've, I've taken a, a massive interest in, in brain stuff and his stuff, um, the biology parts of what he talks about. He's a, he's a doctor that went through a car accident, I think it was, and lost... He um, a triathlon or something, got something? hit by yeah, a he, truck what, or something like that. Was, he was like a paraplegic. He was like a truck. Yeah, I, think, I think something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he took the wrong track. <laughs> but no, he's fucking unlucky that is. He was in the swimming leg as well, which is even weird. <laughs> um, fucking truck in the water, like but who would have known? But he's come back to full health, um, and he's a, he's a massive advocate for a lot of the um, work that comes from uh, understanding your body, and more importantly, understanding your mind. Um, and even deeper, understanding the values of um, the parasympathetic nervous system and meditation. And so um, if anyone is interested in that stuff, the, the, the documentary called Rewired on, on the Gaia channel, I think you can get some episodes on YouTube. It's, it's actually very interesting to watch. Um, and, I, and I found it really interesting because it talks to the biology part of all of the intuition work and the, the spiritual woo-woo stuff that I've studied a lot of. Um, and it kind of set this, you know, helped me meld them all together. Um, the episode I'm talking about today, and why it um, why it's really interesting for me, is is the episode episode four called "Survival versus Creation." Do you, did you guys watch the episode in the link that I gave you? Yes. Um, and the reason why it's interesting is because I've dealt with I I don't know what stress looks like other than the fact that I've dealt with the byproducts of stress. I've, I've dealt with psoriasis for the best part of 10 years, if not even longer. Um, and funnily enough, I'm on a bit of medication now, which has seen it subside a bit. But then over the last few weeks and probably this week in general, I'm just coming to to dealing with some stressful situations and things flare up again. So it's actually interesting how the body works in that respect. But he poses a lot of interesting facts around um, how we live in a state of survival versus the, op- the opposite, which is the creative state. And he talks about the biology and the impact of all that on the immunology, uh, which I found really interesting. Um, and he posed 
he posed the question, is it possible to overcome negative consequences of chronic stress um, and what stress really is and what are the long-term effects on your body and your being? I mean, are you guys, I mean, firstly, before I, I unpack some of the areas, have you guys dealt with stress or are aware, are aware of stressful situations that you guys deal with and how it impacts your bodies and minds? Yeah, I, I do feel the the change in the body when a, a, stress, a stressful situation situation comes up. And but I mean, in, in general, I'm quite a level um, from a health perspective and and a stress perspective, fairly level. But I do I do feel yeah, and you can you feel it in your heart, you feel it in your stomach. Um, yeah, you, maybe the, the hot flushes or whatever it feels like in this room. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I feel stress. I feel stress, but I think I get out of it quite quickly. I'm quite, I'm able to to quickly kind of move on and be self aware enough to to feel it come on, and then maybe use or even embrace it a little bit. Even like embrace the stress and let it let it drive you maybe towards action on on something. Because I think stress plays an important role in um, action and immunity and your body's reaction to situations. It's there for a reason. Like it's not something that should be, I don't think it should be cancelled out. You shouldn't live a stress-free life because your body is then very open to to disease and stuff like that. Because what I mean, stress is a, a reaction, is an immune reaction to, to a situation. Um, like the, the survival part, which I think is still important. But it's not something. It's again, it's it's, it's a give and take thing. You know, yeah. you, you you need the balance of it. You you can't live a stress free life. That would, I think. Be... I, I think I th- I think what he's talking about, um, and and what you've suggested there, Mike, is that trying to create a stress. I, I believe what he was talking about was more the fact that you, you, you can create without stress. Yep. Um, yep. When you when you activate other parts, the the physiology, and he yep. talks about specifically. Shifting from your sympathetic to your parasympathetic, yep. um, from a biology perspective, does that make sense to you guys? I mean, did... is that the release of different chemicals like cortisone or dopamine or these sort of things? Yeah. That chemical reactions in the body with the yeah, stimulated set... by the vagus nerve, which then uh, activates a whole other chamber of thought and feeling. Um... You're talking about chronic stress here, but as well, well, I believe you are. It's not just, and that's yeah. what something like psoriasis. Is and yeah. and also, you know, I, I've definitely. Um, well, you went through chronic fatigue. I've experienced you? chronic stress. Like I know what that is, and that's very different to the typical stresses of the day to day life. Now those those add to them, but you're at a point where I guess your bucket of stress is is elevated to the point that the tiniest little piece of life can can be basically tip you over into different like physiological states that are, are as a result of that. I mean, psoriasis one that I'm not familiar with. Um, personally, but um, I went through chronic fatigue, um, anxiety, and, and effectively panic attack, and th- those sort of disorders, um, and was at a, a physical level of health that was very low as a result of a period of or a significant period of chronic stress. Um, so it's a it's it's a little different in in my perception and my experience to to sort of what you're talking about there, Mike. But um, because I. When I'm in that situation, I can't do one of those little hacks. Like it's, I do, and I'll try to. It's not enough. Like yeah, it, yeah, you know, that it doesn't. It's not enough to sort of, you know, I guess break through yeah, yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. the position and you know that you've got, and that is largely physiological as well because it becomes a chemical position that your your body's in. So then those little those little things that you might do as day to day activities in in that regard, which we were talking about before, is is 
something that you have to build up and work to over a lot of time to bring yourself back into a more parity or, you know, bring yourself more front of mind, I suppose, in a creative space. Um, Do you remember when you were in the midst of that, what your sleep patterns were like? I, yes, um, pretty well. I didn't sleep poorly um, so in terms of hours, but I slept poorly in terms of quality. Um, and I said, Paul, and the reason being is that because the what you're doing from a subconscious level you know, is who knows. You might have woken up, but it's effectively like you've been um, spent the whole night doing something else. Yeah, your body <laughs> needs to get into the deeper That's right. state. Of, um, of, yeah, so of definitely process. stress was a, as, was a factor in it. Um, well, here's a couple of questions for you, though, right, um, or anybody. How much of your day is spent mulling over the past or anticipating something in the future? I think subconsciously a bit, you know, I think it's just natural to, to always be thinking, you know, to not always, but to have those thoughts um, without you, you know, focusing on them, whether or not, but, you know, to an element, I think as I'm getting older, less and less. Because we've all had, we've all heard about staying present or staying in the now. Um, Dispenser frames it the fact that when you spend time in the past or time thinking about the future, they're two very known situations, and the only thing that is unknown is the present moment. My response to that is um, a lot, and especially in periods of that chronic stress, hugely, huge amounts. In fact, you probably struggle to, to pierce out of it. Largely, if I can remember correctly, it was future-focused, but it was always with a negative lens on it. Yeah. So there was not it was not visioning into the future. It was... It was a struggle to get to even short periods of being able to vision good things, but that future focus with a negative mindset was, I guess, circle work in continually. Does it make sense though to understand that thinking about the future is actually um, a known moment? I was going to ask you to elaborate on that actually. As in, self aware of, of of yourself projecting or, or yeah. thinking about what's going on. Well. What I believe you're suggesting from it, well, not is, me. I'm not. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, what what I my 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 take on it is yes, because you can create it. So basically, you're creating your future on that basis because you're not forecasting, but you're. I I, I get what you're saying. I I, I don't well, if, know if you're thinking about it. It's, it's real to you at that very point in time. Yeah. And, that's, anxiety. And that's the definition of anxiety is is thinking about a negative situation in the future. Well, the only way you can see the future is through the, the eyes of today, mm. right, which means that you're projecting what you know onto the future. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you've obviously experienced the past, so that's known. So when you focus on the moment and the now, that is the only unknown. The interesting like extension to that on the past but as well is like, I don't know – the, the stats on what it takes, how long it takes for us to recycle all the cells out of our body. But actually we carry through, you know, those original belief patterns that we're picking up from very young. Uh, the ones that we're still, what we're still holding on to now is still somewhat potentially fictional because we've actually had to transfer that through in our mind all the way through. And we, we tend to obviously exaggerate the problems that happened or the, you know, the bad things at that point in time. And memory is not the best thing. Memory is a terrible, like, these memories you have from if you're looking back back into your past, they're they're not actually always what happened. Like so a lot it's of, making it your truth, right? Because yeah. that you believe it to be true, but it might not be the exact truth of what happened in that 
in that past. Yeah, my my experience with stress is probably a little bit different from the two of you. It's not as chronic and as uh, you know uh, a longer period. As a kid, I would um, I'd worry so much and stress about something that I'd give myself migraines. Um, you know, I'd, I'd make myself sick. You know, like Conrad and, and to attest to this, so I was in his uh, driveway when I was about twenty, um, throwing up purely because I was I was worried and stressed. <laughs> yeah, you know, so uh, my my relationship with the stress is uh, it, it's very peaks and valleys. You know, it's not sustained over a long period of time. Um, yeah, you know, and to be honest, the only thing that's helped me through that, um, especially from a young age is um, the perception of the situation you're, you're in. So rather than trying a hack or anything like that, you know, does it really matter or, you know, asking of those questions, it's just, it's just changing the perception of that situation. That was the only thing that's really kind of helped me through my, um, you know, growing up and getting older. Um, so, yeah, that's my, that's my relationship with stress. It's very different. Like I don't, I don't really feel uh, sustained stress over a long period of time. It's really just like a, a spike and then it'll go away. Well, he, he he talks about stress, uh, or he, he frames stress in in three ways: physical stress, chemical stress, and emotional stress. Um, and then yeah, so physical is like something from trauma. Yeah, you know, chemical is like flu virus or yeah. having toxins, and emotion is like going through tragedy, yeah. you know, family, or if you're in a traffic jam. Yep. Um, and then, and the reason why I brought up where we put our minds from a past and future perspective is because to bring the body back into balance from a what, what the term is used, homeostasis space, to allow the body to function at its best, its chemical best. Stable equilibrium, yeah. I believe the definition is that. Is, is to allow yourself to, to stay in the moment of the now. Um, but then the question I've got is when I notice that I'm not in, in the here and now, do I also notice that even if it's only for a millisecond that I'm here in the here and now? So do we acknowledge the inverse when, if we're going to acknowledge the outside? Sorry, say that again. When I notice I'm not here and now, so these are questions I, I, I play with all the time, right? Um, when I notice I'm not in the here and now, so I'm thinking about something in the past or something in the future, am I also able to acknowledge, if it's only for a millisecond, that I am in the here and now? So do I also acknowledge the good with the perceived bad? And, you know, that's, that's the same thing I'd ask you guys. It's, it's a case of how do you acknowledge that? Because until you acknowledge that you're in the moment, your body can't get the benefits of being in that homeostasis space. Does that make sense? Mm. So how do you truly accept where you are at that point, Tom? How? Yeah. It's it's taking time to, to pull yourself back and to center yourself. Yeah. And what what do you do to do that? Just take breaks. Yeah. Um, you know, I meditation helps you do it on a daily basis. Um, journaling helps you do it. Uh, but you take breaks during the day and just pull yourself back into the moment. Um, because it's too easy to not. Okay, and then beat yourself up over it, which further compacts and impacts the the negative of the situation. What do you What do you define as the moment? You know, we like, currently are. We currently are. We no. currently are. Yeah. No. Is that Is that what you're perceiving a stressful situation? So, what creates stress for me, and you know, what's the biggest contributor to stress is to take yourself out of the, out of the present moment. Yeah. Whether it's physically, um, emotionally, or or uh, mentally. Do you think that how do you deal with the fact that it's an it's necessary to put yourself in these positions sometimes, being in business or, or whatever, even in life. I mean, I think the human condition, and this is the, what makes us very different to other animals, is our focus on the future and the I past. Don't, I don't believe it's the conscious. The conscious isn't the issue. It's the subconscious that's the issue. When your mind wanders and you have no no diligent control over it. Yep, yep. 
what what I found interesting about the episode was uh, the cortisone releasing into your body uh, because of the stress level and because of a drama. So, or you know, say if it's uh, emotional, say if it's tragedy or family or something like that. Um, and then because that cortisone keeps pumping through your body at those po- point in time, um, and you uh, he likens it to you know running away from a lion or something like that. You you elevate all your system and. And then you actually have to rest after that your elevation of of your of your system, um, and if you don't allow yourself to rest, um, that's where you know you know disease and that sort of stuff can, can over override your body. However, the really the thing that I took out of it was that if you're elevating your stress levels all the time because of you know either physical, chemical, or emotional stress, uh, you become addicted to that cortisone and you become addicted to the drama. Yeah, I've I've never truly understood why some people in my life just you know every time you speak to them there's a new drama in their life and I I, I never could really comprehend it and that kind of pieced it all together for me is because they're getting those cortisone hits of you know feeling alive every time and you know they're you know they're they're addicted to it so you know that drama fuels them uh, yeah that I, I found that really an interesting thing did did that hit home for any of you guys the. To to me, the the issue that you're you're framing, and I think you talked about lions and stuff, right? Yeah. Because uh, I think you talked about lion and zebra as an as an experience. Yeah. The the one that I I sat there and I laughed at was when you started talking about okay, well, fine, we don't have like this. This is a very primitive response. The survival response is primitive, right? And it still sits within our DNA. Um, yet there's no, as he framed, no T Rex is outside the cave. Um, but what we've done mentally is that we've turned the T-Rex into our co-worker or our mother-in-law um, or our bosses um, or the traffic. So they're, they're, all, they're, all, they're all modern-day T-Rexes that have kept us wired in that, in that uh, sympathetic, primitive, primal state, 24-7 almost. Yeah, and I think it's the, in the primal state, it's fine to be getting into these situations because the, the line's chasing you. And I think it's still okay now to have situations where that happens and helps you because things, bad things can still happen. We can still, at, a, at the drop of a hat, a truck and well, Joe Dispenza, like something like that, 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 that would happen. Well, a truck right. can come well, a float up from the bottom of the sea. <laughs> come zooming off the bridge. While swimming a triathlon. But, but we still need that. But it's the control of it. It's not, as you said, Travis, becoming addicted to that feeling and letting, your, letting the chemicals sit and, and, and wanting more of that all the time. I think we but need that's to... That's the emergency system. Yeah, so we still need that emergency system. Yeah, but yeah. the problem he's saying is that we are all operating at an emergency system yeah. kind of more too old, old than... Yeah. The normal system yep, should be yep, the parasympathetic yep. system, yep, yep. and it's that parasympathetic system that and and you guys have done some some work on yourselves lately that allowed you to to, to you know dream and um, connect with your intuitive side and all that type of stuff. Uh, that comes from your parasympathetic releasing uh, the the hormones that it releases to, to allow yourself to get to a transcendental state. Yeah, and I think sleep is such a big part of that. I well, think... sleep sleep is a, sleep is part of. Uh, a, your your um, in, induction into trans, transcendental state. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, in the different in the different parts of it. But sleep's restorative, right? But it, in the, but you can't you can't fix it other than be there for longer. You know, if you're ready to to sort of restore. So I guess what happens if we're if we're redlining in you know and in my experience, if I'm redlining create ways where I'm constantly redlining, which which is basically degenerating the motor, 
you know, just going to sleep even a little bit longer doesn't necessarily like start. You have to start bringing yourself back, spending far more time in the other system, right, the parasympathetic space to actually allow, you know, allow those things that can allow you to regenerate more. Because if you're spiraling in the emergency state, it's, it's, it's taking your longevity out. Whereas, of course, it's amazing. Hit of adrenaline, bang, I run, you run away from the truck. But that's, you're not supposed to be there. Or you, you do something in a meeting or you like in, yeah, work anything, in all, sorts, all parts of life. It's, it's great in anything, but it's not sustainable not to stay there for yeah. long periods of time. But you can, you can mentally put yourself there for long periods of time. And that's definitely what that period was like for me. And it, wasn't, it felt like it was inescapable. Um, and it took a long time of working towards bringing myself into those more like parasympathetic spaces, which was difficult to do. Um, but doing that to, to start to alleviate the, I guess, the, you know, the baseline situation of where you were at any given point in time. And, and sleep is very useful, but there was points where sleep wasn't. Well, you get into a vicious cycle of things, obviously. But it's not, it's yeah. not in your sleep. I'll tell you how powerful this is. And Trev, you touched on the cortisol levels being being raised when stress is activated, right? Because yeah. it negates your, your autoimmune system or your, your, your immunoglobins, the IGAs in your body, apparently. And there's a study that he talks about in this scenario, or in, in this episode, um, where they um, ran a study with 117 people and asked them to switch out emotions. They'd choose a different set of emotional state for 10 minutes a day uh, through meditation. Um, and the the response that was was uh, was given to him was significant for ten minutes a day. He changed their cortisol levels. It's dropped by um, by fifty percent in most of the people in, with, uh, within the first ten days, um, just by choosing a different set of emotional set, sets. It's just because they're focusing on it for ten minutes a day. It's yeah. creating a massive drop, you know, in a short amount of time. Yeah, because you create what you focus on, right? Yeah. So he's changed their focus from things like violence and aggression, anger and frustration um, into things like heartfelt emotions like gratitude, appreciation, kindness, care, love of life and joy of existence. That's the, that's the switch out. You know, we talk about gratitude and we talk about all these other types of things and the, and the reasons why they're important is that at a biological level, it triggers and it keeps your, your autoimmune system healthy or your immune system healthy. I, I've experienced points where I couldn't do that, physically could not change my state or focus for that long even at that point. But that's, and, that's the choice we have. We have. I, mean, I mean, if this is, if, if this is you know, okay, it's 117 people, um, which you know, you're never going to get massive case, uh, case studies. But, I mean, in this instance. Was it scientifically put together, I must ask? Like, I mean, it would be interesting to see the real details of the study because a study – a study is a study is a well, study. The guy's a doctor. So. He's a chiropractic doctor. No. <laughs> Still a doctor. Still a doctor. He is, he is. Well, I mean, uh, there's something that's worked for him. That's oh, got definitely. him out of his yeah, wheelchair. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, his story is that he kind of used his mind to heal um, his, I think, back, broken back and, and, and bones and stuff. Well, you look at Wim Hof. Yep. You know, the, the story about Wim Hof and, you know, having um, the – disease or mm. what was it the uh, and then cu- you know curing himself with breath and then actually proving that giving it to other people and, it, yeah. and and them curing themselves of that as well so uh yeah it's it's quite incredible 
Um, the, the techniques he's talking about are ancient, right? Yeah. The, the, he's talking about getting yourself to a state, which is what they used to do as monks and what they have done as um, practitioners of meditation in the past to get themselves to that transcendental state where they saw things differently you know, and they created in that space. You know, you know, the things like, and later in the episodes, and I don't want to spoil for everybody, but he talks about the ancient Egyptians and the pituitary glands and all those scenarios. Um, and if you think about what we've created from such an early space and time that we can't, we don't even, we can't even fathom how they were created um, from that space. And what they did do is that they allowed themselves to activate the the juices of meditate from byproducts of meditation. And the, yeah, modern society obviously the acceleration of everything around well, you us. You jump in your car and you, you're already battling. Well, there's lights, there's everything going on. You're heightened, it's heightened. I mean, I think in, in a good way, although when you do drive, sometimes you have that, that moment where you sort of 10 minutes later, you're like, shit, where did I, how did I just drive for the last 10 minutes? I can't even remember doing it. So it's amazing how automatic your body can become to, to do a, something like driving. But in a way, there needs to be some heightened sense when you're in a car. There needs to be some stress there to, to be aware because the, these chemicals that are released are there to, for you to look differently. To Not if you're in a Tesla. We'll just drive oh, for exactly. you. <laughs> exactly. It, it depends on what type of life you guys are wanting. I guess my, my situation is different. It's a, you know, I, I'm clearly um, comfortable uh, at functioning at a high level, um, but I'm also curious. <laughs> But there, there must be the stress. What are you laughing at? <laughs> oh, look, you're, we always know your situation's different. Just shining his badge for you. <laughs> what badge is that? Yeah. Like, I'm clearly able to function at a high level. Well, My situation's oh, different. Fuck. I'm like, you're peasants. <laughs> you're all peasants. <laughs> but you, you, you must function on some form of stress every week. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I clearly live in a stressful space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, and my body tells me that. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's been something I've been working with for years. And I, I've known that I had have set, I've had some benefits from meditation, yep. which I am not getting at the moment, uh, and which uh, is okay. why I've chosen yep. to go on to another another med, uh, another treatment, another drug to try and help me get back into some level of homeostasis. So you're you've have sustained meditation and it's not working as much, or you've dropped your meditation practice. It's it, I've, I've dropped tracking the quality of my meditation. Yeah, um, and I use different things to do that. So I've gone back to using technology, using that ring putting on my Muse headset and those types of things to go back to getting back to what the quality is because I'm a massive advocate for quality over quantity in, in any format. Um, but again, it's it's like anything. Like, am I, Can I turn around and say to you guys that I was present? I mean, when you talk about, you know, how do you go from one place to the other and, and, and not know how you got there? I do that regularly. And that to me is because I'm thinking of something else. Um, and and your, body's, your body's got the habit of it. You've done it enough. Yeah, it's it, not going to happen but, to a red people. You know, from what I'm what I'm coming to terms with, it's it's not good because it's but taking. That, but that's and, human. We all, we, no, we, no, it's what we've accepted to be human. Are you saying it's not good to forget about the ten minutes driving? Or? No, because if you're not present and you and you don't know where the, the thing time is, goes, you, your body. This is, and this is the weird trick the the mind's playing on. Your body is completely present and you're driving perfectly well, but you're. It's been. It's like the what's the thinking fast and slow guy, Daniel. Ketterman or whatever his yeah. name is, um, you've got the the part of your the, the fast and slow mind. Um, the slow mind is stuff you have learned over years and years and years and years of practice that can just become natural. Like I can look and grab a glass, or I can hold a pen properly, or drink a drink a drink properly without even thinking about it. 
and drive a car because I've driven for the last 30 years. But new things you learn, it's much harder to do, obviously. Like if I get into, a, I don't know, if I have never driven before and get into a car tomorrow, there's absolutely no way that could ever happen. So the, the minds are... Yeah, but I mean, but if if you if you're physically going to turn around and say, and I mean, if if you've if you've watched the episode, you'll understand what he's talking about being in the present. Is that if you can't acknowledge, and that's why the question was there. If you don't know, you don't, you you can't get the chemical benefit. It's it's a conscious thought to connect with your subconscious. Otherwise, your subconscious is allowing you to be wherever you need to be, which is not present. But the body's sort of saying you. It's okay. You you are doing this fine, like the subconscious has kind of taken control of that part, which I think is okay. I mean, unless you're in a, I don't know, if, if, if it's not, different if it's situations. Not, if it's not triggering your, your parasympathetic and triggering your sympathetic, then you're living in survival and not creation. I think you're living in the opposite when that happens. I think you're living in a more controlled, calm, because maybe what you're thinking about is a that's, new that's, product. That, that, that or a goes new... against what he's just said in this, in this, in this episode itself. Because... It's a, it's, a, it's a very mindful time to put yourself in the present moment. It's a job to creatively put, to, to consciously put yourself in a state of being present. But you're going to keep bringing yourself back into an anxious state even just trying to do that. No. You put triggers in place. I mean, we've, we've allowed ourselves to operate in survival. So we've got to consciously go about bringing us back in or stay in survival mode. Now, I've made a choice. My choice isn't to stay in survival. My choice is to go about putting myself in a state of creation for as often as long as I can in my day. And your body will kick into survival mode when it needs to, I hope. It's an emergency system yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah. It's not a dependency scenario. No, definitely not. Okay. Yeah, and so if you're not, not consciously aware of whether you're in survival or creation, you're in survival. Yeah, and our environment tends us to that way now, to be yeah. in survival at all points. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, 150 years ago, no, probably not as much. Our environment was very different. So we might be living longer, um, which is obviously a testament to medicine. But, but is it quality? Is it quality? Is it, is it conducive to a state of mind and body that can extract what the human experience can be? Right? No, you know, experiencing transcendental states uh, or connecting with your subconscious and, and creating from that space, which can clearly happen and has happened with a number of geniuses in our lifetimes. Now, I don't want to sit here and, and admire those people. I'm, I want to sit here and experience that. But you can. You can do it so, any time. You, so, you, you have tools and experience, and it's something you can draw on. You know how to get yourself into that state. Sure, but, but you've got to go against what the automatic has become. Because like you said, if you're going to work, um, and dealing with stressful situations immediately sinks you in survival. Immediately puts you there. The thought of going to work puts you in survival. <laughs> Just lay in bed all day. That's it. Under the covers. You still be in survival. You need to breathe. It's there. So, yeah, I, I guess I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the, the topics may be a bit. That's interesting. But go go to Matt, right? So Matt, you you said before that. Um, you were in chronic fatigue and elevated level stress and no hack really worked, then what combination of things enabled you to de-level that level of stress oh, then? All of, all of them. All of them. Um, I reduced my workload, which I don't think was the only thing, but it helped. It helped me 
exercise small amounts frequently and to gra- I could gradually build that up. And I mean small. Like walking the dog for a lap around the oval was like initially something I would need the best part of the rest of the day to recover from. Like it was that level of like poor physical health that so I was in. That's a pretty good tip, you know, start small. Start massively small. Start yeah. to meditate. And I, I couldn't focus even even on just a, a mindfulness-based, like so not even meditation as such, but just more like a mindfulness guided exercise i couldn't even sit yeah. in that for 20 minutes i guess but I, five minutes would be good enough yeah i guess that ties back to what conrad was saying like about practicing being present you know like if you're worried about not being present then start small start to a uh, one minute a day mm. you know and then next day start 65 seconds and then you know 66 seconds and 68 seconds and then eventually it will it will roll on uh what else what else what else happened well everything that we always talk about like all of those things from from meditation to, to diet, to, um, and I don't mean dieting, I mean just like being mindful of loading yourself up on caffeine and sugar just when you're about to go to try and go to sleep. It's not going to happen, when, especially if you're already in that state because you can't tolerate it without it spilling over the top into um, physiological action because you're already cortisol's up, everything's going on, and you're already at a weakened level of um, you know, poor you know, physical health. But all, all of the little things we talk about, in moderation and gradually building them up over time to spend more time in the present, more time in nature, more time doing these things that I would I argue to an extent is more mindless. And I think bringing myself back to one of those thoughts of like, oh, I've got to be thinking I'm present for me actually feels like the next thought off the back of that will usually flip me in the other way because it's like, yeah, that's almost causing it. That, that'll almost lead to an anxious type thought thereafter because I'm taking additional notice of it. So I find it pretty interesting, you know, and how he, he looks at that. Because sometimes I can definitely go, oh, yeah, like, I'm really present, I'm really enjoying this. But, but you're truly not. <laughs> well, no, you are. But then yeah. it, it starts to then you're overly focused on th- that rather than just being and doing and your action. I think and the I've, superpower there is for it to become a subconscious act where you just get into that state without thinking about it because yeah. as soon as you think about it, you're thinking, oh, no, I'm in that state or was it? What state was it in before? Like this well, it's like of, losing time on something you enjoy, right? Yeah. It's that kind of – for me, that, that's what I find. What, what about you, Conrad? Because obviously this is quite close to home for you at the moment with in terms of you know, you're obviously grappling with something about stress in your life. That's why you're delving deep on this. So what's it mean to you to, to create without stress? Why have you gone down this this path? No, it's because it's it's something I'm, I was probably mindful of from a, um, a less structured scenario and I've become more mindful of it from a more structured scenario. When I say structured, you know, the known biology of the output. Like, because in this episode, he also has a, a lot of brain tracking data I don't know, did you get to that point where you saw the, the, the evolution of the brain from a stressful mind to a relaxed mind over three days? Yeah. The tracking of that was was mind-blowing. Now, I, I do, and I have worn headsets to track my meditation and stuff, and I, I track my heart rate through my meditations and stuff at the moment from a quality perspective. Um, and I know the state I was getting at um, when I was meditating at a, at a fairly high quality. Um, and I know the feeling I was getting, and I'm not there. Um, but to overlay... The, the, the data he had was was earth shattering. It was mind blowing. It wasn't it wasn't something yeah. you can even question. So you're you're feeling like you're you're not in creation as much as you used to be. You're you're in more your survival at the moment. 100%, yeah. So you're trying to get back to your creation yeah. now. Yeah. So that's why you're going yeah. into this. Are you tracking your sleep still? Or yeah. or did that yard still yeah. doing that? Yeah. 
pretty good, like sleeps. Okay. Yeah. I'm sleeping longer than what I ever have, but you know, as, I've, as I've debated with everybody, um, the quality isn't there. Yeah. Are you are you stressed about not being in creation? <laughs> no, and that's a, no, 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 that's a valid point. No, because I can say that one of the biggest challenges I've probably ever had is when I'm stressed over that point. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. No. That, that's for me. And that's what. That's well, what helps me on, get I, there. I, I can't I answer me, that question. Yeah, but, I can't answer that question because the truth lies in your subconscious. Yeah. All right, and you can't action the subconscious through your conscious mind. So I can't answer that question honestly. Um, what I do know is the byproduct of my what what typifies stress to me. And what shows me stress is my psoriasis has flared up. Yeah. So you know my body is telling me what my subconscious is probably dealing with, um, and therefore, okay, well, how do I consciously connect with my subconscious? And I did that and have done that through better meditative practices in the past. Yeah, I think. I think it's all very, very interesting stuff, and I actually took a lot out of it. Um, it gets better if you watch it. If you watch the entire series, yeah. so it's phenomenal. Like I've got guys in the office watching it at the moment because it is so it's so mind blowing to me how simple it is to impact your life and move it from one to the other. It's not to me. It's not hard work. It's just well, discipline. Well, it's it's mm. such a simple concept, really that. You're living too much in your survival mode of in heightened endorphins. Well, that's an awareness thing too, right? So if you become aware of something, you get a choice. Yeah. And what you focus on, you create. So if you're aware of it and you choose, don't don't do something about it. You're just creating more of the same shit. Now, when you get when you get to the parts on the pituitary gland, my God, that stuff is phenomenal. <laughs> that's got that's got me really interested. Why is that? Uh, because the the biology around the, the the functioning of the pituitary gland and the, the what, connection. What's the pituitary gland? It's the gland that sits in the back middle of your brain, the size of a grain of rice, they reckon. But it controls, um, oh, what is it? That, well, as he frames it, uh, when you put the energy into that space and you can activate it, it controls the flow of melatonin. Which is doesn't one? It, of your, doesn't it produce a lot of the hormones? Doesn't it, a lot of the hormone come? No, it's one of the major glands. Yeah. There's seven major glands in the body. The pituitary gland is 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 the one in the brain, which they they talk about being the third eye, um, and the connected to your highest consciousness uh, when you get to that to that state. I'm just writing it down. I'm going to research it later. That's all. So yeah, it's it's a phenomenal thing, and and it it, it triggers melatonin, which funnily enough is one of your your biggest sleep triggers. Um, so again, it releases those that, that that stuff to relax you and put you in a state of calm. Um, and so I'm talking to Martin quite a bit about this stuff mm. at the moment. So yeah, that that stuff's really got me interested. To be honest, I I really enjoyed the episode because it it's a very interesting, uh, you know, concept that allows you to have a better awareness of exactly where you are, um, and a lot of things that. You know, upon reflection, you know, I'm in survival state way more than I should be. Yeah, I think we all are. I mean, but yeah. whether, we, whether we choose to, yeah. to acknowledge that or not becomes the question. Yeah. Survival state might serve some people. I mean, it doesn't serve me. Yeah. Well, uh, and I appreciate you for sharing that because I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. We good? Yeah, I'm, good. I'm happy. <laughs> Did Moff say anything? I don't think no. so. What, did Jocko, what, what would Jocko think? <laughs> 
<laughs> the funny thing on that is just the the glorification of um, high stress states. Like we're all business owners here, and a lot of the people we look at is like Gary V and Grant Cardone, and they all talk about go to work for eight hours a day, then go home and work on your side hustle or sleepers for the week, and all these other things. There's a glorification of not sleeping of kind of focusing on the business, hustling, doing all this work, kind of just sucking it up and dealing with this high stress state, and therefore that's become the default. It's because they're addicted to the dopamine, mate. Yeah, mm. and that's a that's a big factor. Is that in modern society we don't have big. We don't have plagues. We don't have world wars. We don't have, like you said, tigers. <laughs> we've, got, we've got something going on there COVID-19. Right? Yeah, but these are trivial things that we make into a big deal to feel that feeling of of um, that, that dopamine response. And that oh, definitely, yeah. We make small things into big things so that we can make a little kitty cat into a tiger to get that feeling of, oh, a tiger's chasing us or a lion. But oh, you're that's, watching Tiger King. That's that's one of the biggest things I took out of it, how addicted to drama a lot of people are. And oh, it's, it's embarrassing. Be- it's because of that cortisone hit that they keep getting and keep getting. And that's why, you know, that's how they get it. And it, it just, yeah. it unlocked a lot of stuff for me. Well, their belief systems are still, a, you know, as, as an infant, right? So, like, to, you tie those two things together, that yeah. addiction, yeah. and then the belief system and pattern that they're just continuing on with. And all of a sudden, yeah. They don't the, media to... fe- the media feeds it to us. Oh. It's like a trough. I mean, we get a choice though, Mike. I mean, it, it is easy to get, without a doubt, you know, and now with reality TV's replaced oh. freaking conjured up drama. It's like, it's it's so, he talks about head and heart coherence. We've got fucking human being and uh, actor coherence going on at the moment. You don't need to act in our lives anymore. Google box. People watching people it's, watch. It's diabolical. And strange. like I go there on Wednesday nights at my mum's house and she has to watch freaking Home and Away. I'm thinking, this is killing me. It's yeah, all going away Home and away. It's killing. It's Conrad's favourite today. How do you get out of this state? It's a trap. Can't do it. In, in the <laughs> absence do it, of just real Wednesday. problems, that's we, we create. Hey, man, home and away has real problems. <laughs> just they're on a seven-year lifestyle. <laughs> Thanks for your time, people. Thanks Thank for you. watching, listening. Thank you. Miming. Whatever Sleep we do. well. Um, please like, comment, subscribe, share. Um, and feel free to go and watch the episodes and tell me what you think. Rewired with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Thanks for listening to the Simple Minds podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, then check out our website at simplemindspodcast.com. If you like, you can even leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share this episode with a friend. The Simple Minds podcast is also on Facebook, Insta, and for those that like to keep things formal, LinkedIn. So follow us there if you want to keep up with the latest updates from the show. See you next week.